Good morning and welcome to the Lakers Lowdown. I'm Anthony Irwin. Today on the show, the Lakers are starting to do their due diligence as they embark on 10-day contract season. They can now officially offer and sign those contracts, uh, which really matters given the state of the injuries across the roster. This is going to be a relatively shorter show, uh, saying as Aaron and I went for, whew, man, well over an hour on uh, the lounge last night when we got together with listeners um, and and had a really good time, honestly. Listeners came with really good questions, really good topics, really good takes, um, and that is going to be something that we do more of moving forward. So a relatively quicker show here. What we're going to discuss is the the state of current free agents, who the Lakers um, may have already looked at, who maybe the Lakers should look at, um, pull some names out of a hat, see how creative we can get, and then get up out of here. We'll start with a couple names who are actually attached to the Lakers to this point. Obviously, uh, Tyler Dorsey is the freshest name. The Lakers worked him out reportedly yesterday, uh, according to multiple reports, he is a 6'5 shooting guard. You would think that that is pretty well replicated here on the on the roster. Um, and to that end, you know, they have worked out uh, Mo Harkless, I believe, recently. Uh, nothing came out of that. But he's more of the, the player type who I think would actually serve a purpose on this roster. Though, you know, it's really hard to say how much Mo Harkless has left in the tank. Um, and, and look, that's kind of how things are going to go here for all of the players who are currently uh, available, right? You look at, um, I'm just working off of, uh, I'm just working off of, of Real GM here. The list of players that, that, that are available is, is, is not exactly great, you know. I, I don't think the Lakers should go out and get more uh, depth at center because, uh, I mean, I, I guess you could technically do that on a couple 10 days, with the thinking being that, you know, maybe at the end of those two 10 days, uh, you have a little bit more clarity on Anthony Davis. So that is one potential use of of that avenue. Um, in that regard, you know, DeMarcus Cousins is available. Uh, Jordan Bell is available. Uh, let's see who else. Willie Cauley-Stein. Uh, obviously, Dwight Howard is available. He's playing overseas. Um, but, you know, beyond that, the the types of players who are who are available not exactly great you could say well what about at the power forward position thinking that you know thomas bryant has been good maybe you just want a little bit more size i don't see much there you know you could say nemanja bielica who was okay i think last year for the warriors but doesn't really have much left in the tank uh sheesh man <laughs> this list is is depressing uh, and that's really basically going to do it for for power forwards who I think make any real sense. You could maybe convince yourself, LaMarcus Aldridge, uh, Derek Favors, maybe. Uh, but again, neither of those guys are are worth like storming the the gates for. Um, no, from there I think the the only the only move really is to look at small forwards. Alfaruq Aminu is available. He's six nine. Justin Anderson is a th- is a physical. Thick six six. Um, you have Carmelo who's still out there, and if the Lakers are interested in bringing shooting, I actually don't hate that idea. Trevor Ariza clearly was was washed last year. I don't think he's an option. 
You do have this really ugly situation here going on with Miles Bridges because of his legal situation. I would stay completely away from that. And to the Lakers' credit, uh, based on my knowledge of the situation, uh, they don't seem very interested in, in Bridges. You can maybe go like a Justin Champagne. He was just recently released from Toronto. He's 6'6", and he's young, which which makes him kind of interesting. Uh, Shawnee Brown Jr. was previously with the Lakers. I think he's, you know, I, he's a little short for my liking, only at 6'5". After that, like I said, Mo Harkless, 6'9". Uh, Solomon Hill, 6'6". Uh, Rodney Hood at 6'8", might be interesting. Not much, though. You know, Alizé Johnson is is an interesting. Josh Jackson, uh, potentially also interesting. There's just not not a ton out there right now. Uh, as you would expect, you know, most decent players are going to be signed to contracts. And uh, right now, you're basically anybody who is still waiting for an opportunity is doing so for a reason. So, but But still, you know, you look at the Lakers, Austin Reeves is just now all of a sudden on the injury report. And that's not, uh, you know, LeBron James and Russell Westbrook are both considered probable to play uh, tonight, but both of those guys have been nursing various things over the last couple of weeks. Uh, Dennis Schroeder was not on the injury report, which is kind of surprising given the ankle sprain that he, I thought, clearly had last night. Um, Anthony Davis, obviously still not available there is a need for bodies and you know, you can bring up Max Christie and I think eventually, I think it's worth it to take a look at Cole Swider eventually just because you can, those are two guys that you could bring up without costing you more money or having to use a roster spot on those guys. Those are, those are technically two couple options, but beyond that, you know, I think of everybody who has been even kind of tied to the Lakers Harkless is the most interesting, and you just kind of have to wait this out from there. I guess we have time for a quick rumor roundup uh, before we get out of here. The Lakers do play the Hawks later tonight. They just recently beat the Hawks, and I I do think that this is a game that the Lakers should really feel fairly confident in their ability to win. Um, it, it's one of those games that they kind of need to win, given some of the schedule ahead of them. Uh, but yeah, regarding some of the rumors that are still kind of floating around there, the Lakers, according to Jake Fisher of Yahoo Sports, uh, are still linked to Bojan Bogdanovich. Uh, his price is kind of steep, right? Uh, apparently, it's going to cost a first rounder and a young player. I would still probably do that. I would still probably include, I, I would, you know, Kendrick Nunn. Patrick Beverly, Max Christie, and a first for Bojan Bogdanovic seems seems like a, a, a fair price. Obviously, if you can get any kind of protections on that first, you you negotiate those into it. But he fits a lot of what the Lakers need, and you know that is something you could do uh, without touching Russell Westbrook's contract. Uh, it does consolidate some of the point guard rotation. Uh, those are all things that the Lakers really kind of need to do. But I still think we're going to be waiting on that for a little while uh, for a variety of reasons that we've gone into plenty to this point. Another little nugget here, Miles Turner might finally get traded um, if he and the Pacers are not able to come to an agreement on an extension. I've always thought when those uh, when those 
rumors and those reports came out about Miles Turner and the Pacers working towards an extension, that always felt like posturing, in my opinion. Now, I'm biased because I would still like to see Miles Turner on the Lakers. But I, you know, I, it's always felt kind of like posturing here from Indiana. You know, we'll do it. We'll sign this guy. We promise we will. I just don't. I, if they would have, it would have happened a long time ago. They've been trying to trade this guy for like years. And Miles Turner has been trying to be a Laker for years. So I, I still, maybe it's me being stubborn, but I still think there's still a little bit of hope for those of you who are, who are hoping to see Turner on the Lakers. Uh, they don't want to lose him. They don't want to lose him for nothing. And I don't think they're going to get to an extension agreement. So that, that keeps that door open there. If the Lakers decide to go in that direction. And I, I still think, you know, if you trade for Miles Turner, if you trade for Buddy Heald, that is going to use up almost all of your assets. Uh, but, uh, you know, I, I think it's worth pursuing that deal still, even if, AD, and maybe even especially if AD isn't going to be able to come back. You, you can slide Turner in there as the center, uh, and, and he spaces the floor for LeBron, but he heals spaces the floor for LeBron. Um, that shores up your rotation in, in the short term. And in the long term, if AD is able to get healthy, I think Turner and AD fit quite well on offense, especially um, and and especially on defense, uh, given the approach that Darvin Ham likes to take on that side of the ball. I, I still think there are plenty of reasons to get this done, and I disagree with the sentiment that appears to be kind of floating out there that 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 ship has sailed. I, the Pacers don't want to lose this guy for nothing. Uh, they they would like to get off of Buddy Heald's contract. Maybe they think they can compete this year or get into the playoffs or whatever, and and that's their top priority, altogether possible. And maybe Miles Turner's play has priced him out of the Lakers' range or what they're willing to pay, also altogether possible. But I, I still think his price is more reasonable than people seem to think, given the state of the extension stuff that's going on between him and Indiana. Quick note, um, I didn't mention these guys. I should have. Uh, Gorgie Jang is uh, now available and also is Noah Vonley. Those are two bigs that I think the Lakers will probably eventually at least work out. I would be surprised if they didn't. Um, Gorgie uh, Jang hasn't been playing much for San Antonio. He was waived in order to make room to trade for Noah Vonley, who was also waived. Vonley has been... Pretty underwhelming for most of his pro career, but I do think there's some size and some physicality, some athleticism there that maybe the Lakers might feel like they can tap into. He certainly charts as the kind of player uh, Rob Palenka seems to favor. He likes pedigree quite a bit, and Vonley was a relatively highly rated prospect coming out of Indiana. Um, I know Jacob isn't a fan having watched him at Indiana, and I wasn't really a fan of him uh, coming out of the draft, but uh, he's he was a he was once considered a lottery type lot prospect. He was okay last year, kind of kind of took a step step forward last year. Hasn't had much opportunity in Boston, and that's the kind of player that I could kind of see uh, Rob Palenka convincing himself the Lakers can fix and squeeze something more out of. Damian Jones hasn't been playing. Uh, despite how thin the Lakers are, especially up front. And 
Uh, maybe I could see Rob just kind of telling Damian Jones to go away, give, uh, especially if they give Vonley one of these 10-day deals and they want to open a roster spot, I could see them maybe going in that direction, even knowing uh, how little interest Jeannie Buss has for, for dead money on her cap sheet. All right, well, so much for that being a short lowdown. Uh, that is going to do it, though. Again, make sure you guys check out the episode of the Lakers Lounge that we did. I'm really proud of how that came together. It was a blast to talk to some listeners, uh, to see some faces, of, to, you know, to put some faces on some people who uh, have been listening to us here for years. Appreciate everybody for coming out for that and chiming in, if you guys did. Uh, that is going to be a fairly regular thing that we do on Thursdays uh, in the lounge. So, uh, yeah, looking forward to doing more of that here in a little bit. I'll be talking to Aaron again for The Hook, which we will be doing live where we where we normally do it. So until then, and until I talk to you guys next, I'm Anthony Irwin saying have a good one.